Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There is a principle in the Bible that is important for every believer, and that is the principle of having a willing heart. We have to be willing to come to Jesus Christ before we are saved. We have to be willing to receive the Holy Spirit. We have to be willing to be used of God before God uses us. We also have to be willing to be givers before God will continue to bless us with the resources that we need. He told Abraham, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. But Abraham had to be willing to be a blessing. Listen closely to this message today as we continue to share how God strategically planned to give to those who are willing to give to him. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. And I don't want to end this series without sharing with you one of the most valuable principles I've learned from the scripture that we apply in this church. And you, if you apply in your personal life, you will find out that God's blessings will flow to you as well. These principles taught me this. Now, when God's people do things God's way, the church and all the individual will have the resources needed to do God's work. When you do things God's way... You're going to have what you need to do God's work. Those resources are precious to God and are to be used for God's purposes. God blesses you for a reason. God blessed you for a reason. He told it to Abram, see, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. The scripture tells us, and we have not because we want to just consume it upon our own lust. That's why God's not blessing you like you want him. Because all you're looking at is what you want, but not how God can use you to be a blessing. So God says, if you're going to be a blessing, I'm going to keep hooking you up. Because I need somebody that can be a blessing. The first time an offering is taken for the church... In the Bible, it's found in the book of Exodus, and I call it the church because it was the Israelites and God was doing something with them. Moses received an offering for the building of the tabernacle. And these same principles that I'm going to share with you today is going to help your church or help the people, help you develop the best approach for receiving from God's people for God's work. Look with me at Exodus chapter 25, beginning at verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You ought to receive the offering for me from each man whose heart prompted him to give. These are the offerings you ought to receive from them, gold and silver and bronze. And if you go on, you're going to read a whole lot more. I just abbreviated here. Then have them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them. The first thing I noticed is the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. It is God who initiated the project for the tabernacle. He said, tell the Israelite to bring me an offering. They would bring it to the church, but it was given to the Lord. So you need to understand that because sometimes people say, well, I'm giving it to the church. I don't know what the church is doing with my money. When you're giving it to the church, you you should go back and say, no, listen, I'm not giving it to the church. I'm giving it to the Lord. I'm not giving it to the church. I'm giving it through the church. That's the way giving should be done. 
So you're not giving. And I had to wrestle with that as a new believer myself. I had to come to the point where I said, listen, I'm giving it to the Lord. Whatever the church does with it, the church got to figure out how to honor God with it so God can bless them. But my blessing comes because I gave it to the Lord. I'm giving it to the Lord. And anytime you're going to argue to yourself about what is the church doing with my money, you didn't even give it if it's still your money. Because you didn't give it in your heart. You just say, I'm going to give that and that's my money. I want to see what they're going to do with my money. They would bring it to the church, but it's given to the Lord. Secondly, Moses was to receive the offering. See, there are times when a church take the offering. There's a difference from, from taking the offering and receiving the offering. See, here we don't take an offering at the light of the world. So I used to go places where they would take the offering. I've been in service where they take it. And they're going to get it before you leave. Or you're going to be there for an hour and a half while they're taking the offering. God says there's 20 people that's got $100. And I want you to start right, step up right now. There's 20 people. God said, you're in here. You're in here. So they're going to take that offering. They're going to pray for it. God said, there's 77 people need to give $77. God's going to bless you seven ways in seven days. Come right now. Come right now. They got all kind of ways to take that offering. Come on, if you don't have it on you, you got a credit card. The credit card machine is right here. Come on up there. You should not borrow money to pay God. God never asked anybody to go and get on credit. And you got to pay interest on your, what you gave. No, he never asked you to give what you don't have. He asked you to give out of what you have. He said, so you need to receive the offering. I've been in churches from, by the time the offering's over, I felt taken. I told one church, I said, just, let me just get up against the wall and put my hands like that. Go in my pocket, give what you want, leave me, leave me something. Thirdly, he told this, and this is a key that I want to get to. He said, Moses, I want you to receive an offering from every man, every person, whose heart prompts them to give. He said, just get it from the one who's in their heart are willing to give. And this is about willing giving. There's a big difference. And as I looked at this passage, I saw a pattern here. All of the giving was from the willing. They never even talked about the ones that was not willing. And I took this uh, uh, passage because I studied all these before we started pastoring. I said, I'm never going to talk about the people who don't give. I'm only going to talk about the one who are willing. Because God has done everything he's done here at this church through those who were willing. We want people to tithe, but we're not going to check your W-2 form and all that stuff like that. We're not going to be religious about it. We're not going to put a burden on you. We just teach you the word of God. And when you are willing, then you can do it. So as I grew up as a believer, I discovered it's a privilege to give to God as an expression of thanks for his provision and his blessing. When I first got saved, I wasn't a giver. I was a taker. I had to learn to be a giver. And when we give freely, the recipient has only to receive it. So when we give freely, the church or the organization just have to receive it. They don't have to take it. And God wants to give as our heart prompts us to give. This is the essence of generosity. If people got to convince you and talk you and 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 do all kind of things to get you to give, then 
it's biblical not to because he tells you in Second Corinthians chapter 9, don't give under pressure. Don't give under compulsion. Don't let nobody talk you into it where you feel guilty while you're giving. God loves a cheerful giving. So a willing heart is the essential element in releasing the blessings of God in the life of the giver. So in Exodus 25, the Lord said, have them make a sanctuary for me. So we want to be constantly reminded that the church building or the church business or the business of the church is not for us. They are for God and God's purposes. We are here for God's purposes. This is not my church. This is God's church. It's not my business. It's God's business. And I have to, as a pastor, I had to learn that really early because it removes the burden off of me. It is God who has to provide for what he's doing, not me. And God knows how to take care of his own business. There are going to be challenges in every ministry when we do what God called us to do. That's when we should remind ourselves that the work of the ministry belongs to God. Now, no wonder Paul said, and my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. If God has called us to do his work, it is God's responsibility to provide for the work. He knows the work of the ministry requires resources. He knows that before he even gets started. There's a well-known missionary called, uh, whose name is Hudson Taylor, and he had miracles of, and miracles of God's provision for his ministry. And he said this, God's work done God's way for his glory will not lack God's supply. So God is interested in the success of the ministry. God is also interested in your well-being. Jesus is the one that said, I have come to give you life more abundantly. And when you talk about the blessings of God, it's all through scripture, how God blesses his people. And he even told them in the book of Deuteronomy, you'll be blessed going out. You'll be blessed coming in when you follow my command and do what I ask you to do. And you're obedient to the word of God. I'll make you the head, not the tail. You'll be the lender, not the borrower. That tells you what God sees that he's able to do in the life of his people when we just do things God's way. So one of the amazing things I learned from this offering for the tabernacle in the wilderness is that God is the master strategic planner when it comes to finances. He has a prearranged system of economy to provide the resources needed to accomplish his purpose for the ministry. More than 400 years before this offering was taken, God had already planned the resources for the offering. He planned for those who were going to do the giving, the willing. He planned for them to have what they had when they gave. Now think about this. These are the Israelites and they're in the desert. They have come out of Egypt. They had been slaves for over 400 years. At this offering, they gave gold and silver and precious things and stones, uh, precious stones and onyx and all those kind of things like that. I'll ask myself, now where'd they get this stuff? If they had gold and silver and all this wealth, why were they slaves? They didn't have it when they were slaves. God provided it for them before they left. Back in the book of Genesis, chapter 15, Here's where God interacted with Abram, who is the father of the nation. 15, chapter 12, the sun was setting. 
Abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated for 400 years. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possession. That was God's planning and God's promise. So back in Exodus chapter 35, that gives a broader picture of this whole process of the offering. Here's what we see then. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, they will let you go. And I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed toward this people so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.